Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On this episode of Big Drive Energy, the first of 2023, I'm still going to write 2022 and all my shit for another couple months, but we're going to talk about the Century Tournament of Champions, which ironically will not have its own champion in the tournament. Most ironic thing in 2023 so far, maybe. We're going to discuss the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which we will be at here in about six weeks or so down in Phoenix. We'll also be down there next week. Uh, for our tea party, PHNX tea party, Friday night, little sun's watch party, a little range time at McCormick Ranch. Um, we'll be down in the warm weather, getting some golf content in. You know us, uh, enjoying some some bevies at a few different places down there in the Tempe area, maybe Mill Avenue, uh, as well as we're going to discuss this whole Scott Stalling scenario because it's it's crazy, uh, and we're gonna. We're going to go over that scenario and maybe talk about another, a few other things that we would hate to get lost in the mail. And this is all brought to you by our great friends and presenting sponsor over at Pins and Aces. I'm currently wearing the Pins and Aces crew neck, the most comfortable crew neck in the game. Uh, they make great hoodies, uh, the new hats for us in Colorado. If you're listening in a warm state, you can go with the regular uh, classic rope hat that they've got with the sick Pins and Aces logo on the front. Or if you're in Colorado right now, Go with the hat that has the ear flaps, the most comfortable hats, the most comfortable polos, and they're just changing the game with style. Uh, whether it's a, mar- a collab with IC or a collab with Zippo or just their own typical styles that they just rolled out for the fall and, and the new year, they've got incredible polos and jackets now, hoodies, all that stuff. So it's the only stuff we wear out on the golf course. It's the only stuff you'll ever see us in on camera or anything like that. So make sure you're checking out pinsandaces.com using the promo code BDE. That will save you 15% off your entire order plus free shipping. Uh, the liquor stick, we've got it going at tailgates. We've got it going on the golf course as long as, as well as the beer sleeve. So check out pinsandaces.com. Use the promo code BDE. D E and save yourself 15% off plus free shipping. All right, let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any.
feet off the ground. What was that shit? Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> New Year, same us. No, what? Uh, so, did you make any New Year's resolutions this year, buddy? No, dude, I'm not a big believer in New Year's resolutions because I don't follow them for shit. And I just, I try to, you know, if there's anything in my life, I'm just so so proactive that if there's anything in my life I feel like needs changing, it doesn't. I don't need to wait for a new year to. Uh, to really jump on that. So, you know, I, uh, I don't have any resolutions. I am just free balling it, just flying by the seat of my pants. So yep, pretty much uh new year, same me type of thing. Yeah. I don't know why it's just such a thing to decide to do something like all oh, once a year starts. I, I, I will say that it does affect me a little bit. I'm always like, okay, well maybe this year I'll, I'll start to do this or start to do that uh, differently you know, no cursing is always one of my New Year's resolutions, and I fucking fail. Oh, yeah, year. right. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, well, one thing I will say, yeah, I mean, there's always those little things here and there. One weird thing that I think about on, like, the first day of the year is, you know, okay, so this, I don't know if this sounds weird, but whenever we were little kids in school and you'd read a book, I would always flip to the last page and read that page first. And then I would go back to the first page and read the book. Did, did you ever do that? No, that is completely psychotic behavior to me. Is that psycho shit? That's um, unreal to me. Like well, I, so I think that would I, just fog my mind. So I almost like the first day of the year, I, I think about like the last day of the year and like what my life is going to look like a year for it. If that makes any sense, I, I try to kind of like sort out in my mind. I'm like, holy shit, this time next year, what is my life going to look like? You know what I mean? No, not that is, that's awesome. Like to me, that's really cool. Like that's a really cool concept. The book thing, I mean, it relates perfectly, but the book thing is psychotic. But the actual life thing. Yeah, I always think about the end of things. Like, and maybe that's my own problem too, is I'm so worried about the result that I don't enjoy the, you know, the age old, enjoy the process. You're not working towards the, it's about the journey, not the destination, all that corny shit, but that's just how my mind works. I'm like, where am I going to be? What, you know, what is, what am I going to look like a year for, well, I'm going to look the same. Let's be real here. Um, physically, but mentally, like, where am I going to be? Where am I physically going to be located? You know, this next year could be like the craziest year of my life. So, which would be fucking awesome. Like I'm ready for it. Um, but it's, it's just so wild when even to think back like a year, a year ago, like you weren't married and we kind of talked about this on the last pod, but like last last, uh, you know, last new year's, you were not married. You were not about to have a kid. Um, just so many things in your life, like change. We were at spring Valley and kind of planning on staying there. And now like our lives look completely different than they did a year ago. So um, I'm definitely stoked for this next year, but yeah, that, I, I, that is the way I come into a new year is like, I, I, I almost think too far ahead. Cause I'm like, what is this year going to look, what, what am I going to think of this year at the end of it? You know, it's a weird thought. 
that's that's dope though. I actually I like that. Maybe I'll start implementing that next year because I already am <laughs> no, but I think me and you are very different in that aspect of it too, where I'm a very live like day-to-day type of scenario and you're a very a much more forward thinker like we're related obviously we're brothers but we're also very we're we have a lot of the same views and kind of just general likes if you will hobbies interests all that kind of stuff but when it comes to our view of the world I think even though we grew up in the exact same house and have you know other than me going to college and you not we've basically done everything the same in our entire yeah. lives, but have a kind of a completely different viewpoint on how we look at, you know, the future year or your life or whatever, which is cool. I think that that part's dope. And it's kind of crazy to think like, I I just went as you were talking, started to think of like what December 31st is going to look like this year. And I panicked. So I just, re- <laughs> I just fucking backtrack to uh, January 4th and I'm, I'm good here. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually how I know you operate. Like you live very day to day because and honestly, I mean, I I think that you and I could each learn a little bit of that from each other because I want to be more like just enjoy today and and not be so forward thinking because there is I feel like I rob myself sometimes of potential like enjoyments in life that I, I just can't be in that moment and enjoy that moment. I feel like I have to be thinking of something else. And I mean, I think it's benefited me a lot in my life to this point, like getting me to where I am. But at the same time, it's like, I don't need to think about it all the time in order to get it done or to, you know, make a move here, or there, do this. Um, and maybe I just need to be better at compartmentalizing probably. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we can each learn from each other a little bit in that aspect. Um, so maybe that's my new year's resolution. Just live in the moment, just enjoy every single day, take what comes to me and, have the most fun, do the best I can with it, and then wake up and do it again the next day. There you go. I like that. Yeah, we we could learn that from each other a little bit. And even sometimes though, I take a day and I get really excited for that day. And then it's kind of sad when it's over, but I'm like a forward thinker in the fact of like, I always am looking forward to a certain day, which then ruins yeah. the current day, you know? Usually it's oh, looking for forward sure. to a Saturday or Sunday look and and missing Monday through Friday or coasting through it. Yeah. And, and like, if you have plans one day or big plans, whatever, you have a whole day planned, then you're looking forward to that. But then when that almost it's, it, I almost antiquate it to like Christmas or it's like the equivalent of Christmas. I don't know if antiquates correct word for that, whatever. Um, but it's, there's such a buildup to when, when you create all this buildup to a day, the day can almost never like live up to your expectations of the day. Cause there's all you, you spend and it, probably like your wedding and like any big life event, you spend all this time thinking about it and planning it and everything. So then when the day gets there, it's almost a letdown. Like you're almost upset because it's here. You know, I would almost, there, there's a period of time and I don't know if this is like deep or I'm fucking just dumb, but there's a period of time where the event you're, it's almost more fun thinking about the event than the, the event actually happening. Cause you have that to look forward to like you're, and it can be stressful depending on what it is, but um, it it's always like, if you have a fun day plan, you're looking forward to that, you know, you're thinking about it. And then when it's here, you're like, well, now, now what do I have to look forward to? And it's, I don't know if that's a, a way to think or not, but that's just kind of how my brain operates. So um, 
like Monday, this Monday, for instance, we went to the house game, my girlfriend's in town, which is awesome. Um, and we just had a really fun day, like going around Denver, doing different stuff. And, and then when it was over, I was like, Oh, that kind of sucks. But then, I mean, there's so much more to look forward to, you know? So I just gotta be a little bit more open-minded about things like that. And it's just being aware and, um, just, you know, appreciating, like I said, appreciating every day, uh, as it comes and not getting too far ahead of myself. So. Yeah. And it, I think that is a big thing in sports too. You always like look forward to going to a game and then it's like, oh. you sit there and you're watching it and it just like is moving, moving, moving. And then all of a sudden it's over. You're walking back to your car and you're like, Oh, well, that was cool. But I know. Right. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with that. And, uh, I like Monday night, for instance, I was so stoked. It was Avs golden nights. I was like, Oh, they're going to make a statement. Like Nate's back. Blah, blah, blah. We lost. And it just, I wouldn't say it was a huge Debbie Downer, but I would say this Av season in general now, um, it, and we can talk just hockey for a second, but you tweeted out uh, a couple nights ago that you're like taking a break from the Avs because it's so frustrating watching basically a, a quarter of their starting lineup. Um, what do we have? Two of the top six forwards out? Two and two of the top four defensemen and Bo and no, I, Manson. I actually think our defense is okay right now. Cause we have kale Taves, Gerard and Johnson, but just watching like a few, two of the four lines, they basically have like stacked two NHL lines where you've got the one with Rantanen, McKinnon and Lekkanen. And then the other one, they put like Helm, Comfer and O'Connor. And like those two lines are definitely like NHL level lines, but the other two, I'm just like, dude, like, <clears throat> I think I, I pay a good amount of attention to hockey. Uh, it's probably, it's probably, you know, maybe, well, Third. maybe it's the least, the least paid attention to of, for me in Colorado sports. But the idea that like, I don't know who guys are when I'm watching a game and I have to look up on the screen and figure out their name and yeah. figure out, you know, I, I'm just not about that. And and it does sound super spoiled. Uh, I, you know, that's probably a top of a spoiled fan take is like, Hey, I'm fucking not going. They're losing. They suck. And, and they just won the Stanley cup. So they've in my eyes have bought themselves five to 10 years of not, hopefully not suckage, but like, I won't be pissed if they don't win. Cause we can ride that. But it, seeing them not have like i called it the juice is just not as fun and dude it was fucking hilarious so we were leaving the game and a kid there's like probably nine-year-old kid he's like i suck god damn it and he was just like like some <laughs> nine-year-old kid hanging out with his like 15 year old brother and i was just like yep that's how i'm feeling chief and we've been to yeah. a couple like abs have lost four in a row but i've been to like three of the four and i'm just like dude i can't fucking do this I know, man. It it is very tough, but it, it almost makes me upset that I didn't appreciate the Stanley Cup more. You know what I mean? And that and last season, because obviously your sights are forward set on the ultimate goal of winning the Stanley Cup. So that's all what we were thinking about um, throughout the playoffs. And obviously the journey was awesome, like to get to that point. But you're so focused on the ultimate goal that you don't appreciate all those things along, like, like we were just talking about. Like I would say the Edmonton series was so much fun. I mean, Nashville and the blues and every series was awesome, like in its own way, but we just didn't appreciate it for what it was. And now 
the team is still above average and I think they'll still scare anybody. You know, it, I, I think they're going to make the playoffs if it's not a wild card spot or, um, and I, I think we'll straighten it out as if we can get healthy here, but it's just a microcosm of what I was talking about earlier. Like you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone. And then you're like, why didn't I appreciate that more? And that makes me want to not make that mistake again. And just like, enjoy the ride. You know, that's, that's, I think that's gotta be my 2023 motto is just enjoy the ride. Cause I, I just, that. I get, I get way too, way too far ahead of myself. So that's, that is my 2023 motto. That's, that is, we, I just created a, um, new year's resolution is i'm gonna focus on what i can do today and what yeah just enjoy the ride say it one more time talk (laughs) we just talk through it enough to where you just created yourself a resolution yep i think that's good and i like it we love to see that so let's talk about uh there's a few things happening in the golf world here this uh first week of 2023 we'll get to uh the century tournament of champions give you guys some picks via the DraftKings sportsbook app but Got to be one of the crazier stories in golf uh, this week. Random guy receives Masters invite. Now, if you guys haven't heard about this, so Scott Stallings finally got invited to the Masters, and he was. It, it what's kind of funny about this in in general is, <clears throat> I love how old school the Masters is, where they just stick to, hey, we're going to send out a paper invite every year. It's probably like one of the most heralded things in the sports world and and in the golf world for sure, other than winning an actual trophy. But they get a master's invite that says you have been formally invited to, it says the board of directors at the Augusta National Golf Club formally invites you to participate in the 2023 master's tournament. So it's almost like a, it's like a wedding invite. And then it kind of gives you, um, some details on what you need to do next and stuff, but probably one of the most heralded letters in, in the history of the world. And Scott Stallings, after checking his mail, you know, he's like a little kid on Christmas, you know, remember when we used to be a kids and we'd go to the mailbox right around Christmas and see if our presents were there from like our aunts and uncles that out of town that shipped them in kind of the same scenario, you know, like you're waiting on that and waiting on that. And, uh, Scott Stallings got a DM from, uh, uh Scott Stallings and he said, Hey, Hey, Scott, my name is Scott Stallings as well, and I'm from Georgia. My wife's name is also Jennifer. Her Instagram is blank. We have a condo at blank, and I received a FedEx today from the Masters inviting me to play in the Masters tournament April 6th through 9th, 2023. I'm 100 emoji. Sure, this is not for me. I play, but wow. Nowhere near your level. It's a very nice package, complete with everything needed to attend. I think we have some confusion because of our names, our wife's names, and geographical location. I can be reached at blank, and I am more than happy to send this package to you. And I think what happened was, is, you know, when you get, when you try to DM somebody famous, I'm sure I've done it a million times. Well, not DM them, but like tag them. Like they don't even see half (laughs) of that shit. Um, You would be the guy that DMs celebrities and like shit they're just never going to read. Well, like, no, no. Like there's some people out there that are like, go kill yourself. No, and it's no, actually no. like sad. Oh, I'm not like, saying that, but like, no, I'm no, saying, but like, I'm saying oh, like great game tonight or like, you know, just mm-hmm. like that, no, that is I'm the not. ultimate sports nerd that just like DMs. They're like, oh my God, this guy has an actual Twitter account and maybe he'll see this or, and you send him some fucking DM that they'll never read. But uh, you, you, no, I, I can see you being that guy back in the day, like in college. That's not me. Uh, maybe in college. Yes. Maybe I think I've grown out of that. Um, but 
he had to like re DM him and say, I'm really not kidding. I promise with like pictures of the invitation and then the, the attached cover letter with it. So first of all, if you're Scott Stallings, the receiver of the letter, what are you doing with that? You, are you just yeah. going to play? You just fucking showing <laughs> up in your, in your fucking Sunday best golf outfit and playing. Yeah. There, there's so much to unpack here. Like, first of all, how do they fuck that up? Um, how do you, is Augusta using like a phone book from seven years ago? Like, you know, Oh, this is this guy's address and getting the wrong Scott Stallings or they're like, what is that Wix or some where you can like look people up online? Like, how do you fuck that up? If you're the, uh, if you're Augusta national and you're the board, like whoever, whatever intern that got dealt that task of finding somebody's address or everyone's addresses, mailing addresses is probably getting fired. Um, but then, yeah, you receive that and you're like, uh, like, I wonder if he did show up and be like, yeah, I'm Scott Stallings. Here's my ID. What they would say to like, do, you know, like, do they have photo representation? Could he get into the, and I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if like, Augusta reaches out and like gets that Scott Stallings tickets for the masters um, kind of as like a, a gesture for um, their grand fuck up. But uh, it, yeah, I, I, there's so many different things that happen um, that, that could fall out from that. So it's just fucking insane that they can make such a big mess up on their part. Um, but yeah, that's, and I, I know Scott Stallings posted too, where he was like, I've been waiting for like weeks and weeks and to get this invite and talk about something. Like you said, that is one of the biggest things you can get in the mail. If, even if you're not a golfer, like every, even non-golfers know what the masters is, you get something from the masters and you're like, huh? Like, but if you're expecting that and you're not getting it, that's like, um, I, I don't even know what the equivalent to that is, but that's like not me not getting an invite in the mail for, to your wedding, like, but even 10 times worse. Um, so it, it's just insane. And I'm glad it got sorted out. But uh, and, and also, like, what happens if Scott Stallings doesn't see that DM, you know, and I'm sure Stallings is not like Justin Thomas or John Rahm or Rory, one of those huge name guys that probably is DMs or just a bunch of randos. Um but I'm sure Scott Stallings gets enough to where it's like spam emails. You know, you don't read all of them. You don't look through all of them. You just kind of delete, delete, delete. And I would wonder what, if there would be any other way of like reaching Scott Stallings or does, does the actual Scott Stallings have to call Augustine and be like, Hey, what, where's my invite? Like, I, I know I qualified, like what's going on here. You know what I mean? Um, so there's, there's just so many possibilities <laughs> from that story. It's insane to me. Yeah, he's like, it's one of those things like you when you you're starting to date a girl and you text her and she doesn't text you back and you're like, well, you know, like, do I double text? Like, do you double yeah. text Augusta? Do you double yeah. text the the chairman and the board and be like, yo, like, pretty sure I got invited to this, but I haven't got my invite in the mail. Yeah, exactly. And like, has Augusta ever had anybody not RSVP? You know, that's like getting an invitation to the most exclusive party or what that's like getting an invite to the the royal wedding you know you're nobody's gonna not be like oh i can't come you know what i mean like oh well i we had this family trip planned i can't make it it's augusta national so it's i would love to see the list of like rsvps and it's like 
just Scott Stallings is not listed as RSVP'd. And they're like, what the fuck's his deal? Like, what what is he holding out for? You know what I mean? Yeah, it is a crazy scenario. And I I think the Scott Stallings, the the non-golfer, should get master's tickets for 10 years or even life. Like he should that would be the greatest consolation prize for you know it, it would have been even crazier if like it was like a good golfer like if it was like another scott stallings that was like on mini tours <laughs> or something and got that i think yeah. that he would have fully showed up to that if that was the case but um no just an all-around crazy story uh so it got us kind of thinking about what you would hate to lose in the mail or not receive and um i i can start i i think one of the the sketchier things uh, that you cannot receive in the mail is if you're a little bit of a procrastinator like myself, um, a passport. The fact that they just can't print you a passport is is weird to me. Uh, that you can't just like go and and get a passport. I I know there's a lot more in this world and in the government that I don't know and people faking these things and stuff like that. But I think a passport would be the number one thing. Like you can't straight up can't leave like. We've talked about clear, no free ads, but clear is not going to save you if you're going out of the country, if you don't have your passport. Yeah, exactly. Like that is, and it's so crazy to me. Do they have not have digital passports yet? No, I, I think, I think it is cool that they've got, they have digital IDs. Um, I don't know if that works. Does a digital ID work at the airport? I would imagine it would. Yeah, I mean, like clear, they they check. Well, I guess I show them my my ID, but yeah, if you have a, because there's like apps where you can have like digital IDs and stuff like that. But just the fact that they don't have that passports are still paper, you know, and you still have to carry it. You can't lose it. Um, it's just yeah, I, it blows my mind because um, I would not consider myself somebody that loses things constantly. I know you're somebody that loses stuff all the time. Um, so I'd be even more concerned if I was you, but still, I'm always like, I'm always that dude that checks my pockets all the time. Like if I'm traveling internationally, passport is on that list of things that need to be in my pocket at all times. Um, I'm not even putting it in a bag. I'm, you know, I don't fuck with that. Cause then you lose the bag. You, that's like you getting the phone case that has a wallet on the back of it. You lose, and it's smart until you lose your phone and then your wallet's gone too. And you're like, what the fuck? So it's kind of a double whammy there, but yeah, passport is definitely one thing that uh, you wouldn't never want to get lost in the mail. And hopefully, um, I mean, the mail situation these last few years has just been a joke anyway. So even if you do have it addressed to the correct person and everything, they could still end up sending it or not sending it in general. Um, Another thing that you never want to get lost in the mail and this is a golf podcast, but uh, golf clubs going on a golf trip. Like we've seen horror stories online. Um, there's this actually this one kid uh, going over to Asia for the Asian tour qualifying. I think he played at Texas A&M. I saw the story on Twitter. He played at A&M and I'm sure he's a pretty good college kit, college golfer uh, or just graduated trying to go play an Asian tour. So he's flying like uh Norwegian Air or I, some some international uh, airline like that. I'm not quite positive which one it was, but they lost his clubs. And so this kid is six foot seven. He does not use standard length golf clubs, as you can imagine. He's one big MF. 
So his mom actually posted on Facebook, like, Hey, uh, they, this airline lost my son's clubs and she wasn't like super derogatory, which a lot of people get like nasty quick when it comes to everyone seen on social media, people losing their fucking minds, trying to fight people at the airport, the, you know, the ticket counter people, the baggage people, you name it, everyone's ready to catch hands at the airport just because it's such a volatile situation. Um, but she posts on Facebook, like, uh, my son, blah, 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 this like lost, lost his clubs. Does anybody have, um, you know, further reaching any connections to this airline or whatever. And so Twitter got a hold of it and it kind of went all over social media and kind of went viral. And I did not end up finding out what happened to the end of the situation, but I know the kid DM'd um, a case of Monday qualifier info um, on Twitter, the, the guy that we follow quite closely and a lot of people do follow in the Twitter world. And he goes, thank you so much for like sending this out. Like so many people saw it, it kind of went viral and he said it actually really did help. Um, but yeah, that going over to qualifying school or something where your golf clubs are essentially your job. That's like, that's like them losing your laptop with everything you have on it. If you're going to a business meeting, like you, that is something you need. And you can't just grab somebody else's clubs and go perform the same. So uh, I actually had one personal time when, and it wasn't near as important as qualifying or anything, um, but I was going on a golf trip to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, uh, probably four or five years ago, and maybe even six years ago now. And uh, Southwest lost my golf bag. They didn't necessarily lose it, but it it didn't get, I got put on a different plane and then, Um, basically I had to go to the ticket counter for two hours, uh, or wait in like that little baggage room and talk to somebody. And they ended up delivering my golf clubs directly to Coeur d'Alene resort, which was really, they were like, well, you get, you can come by and pick them up or we can deliver them. And they were kind of suggesting that I could, should come back and pick them up. I'm like, no, absolutely deliver them to the golf course. Like this is your fuck up. I'm not going to help you out here. Um, and come to find out Southwest, that is the least of their problems now. Cause they're in complete free fall meltdown mode. Uh, so that's kind of a, an interesting other topic, but yeah. So, and actually it was kind of funny too, because I was waiting in line to talk to the chicken baggage and the people in front of me was this couple, you tell they're like from the city, they had all their basically hiking noobs. They were up in like, I heard him say they were going on a road trip through Canada, blah, 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 this and that. Um, they had their long, she had like leggings on, like the long socks and like the Tevas. And it, they they just looked like they had just bought all this stuff the week before um, to come out to this hiking trip in Northern Idaho slash Canada. And so the lady goes, well, uh, we found something in your bag. Uh, we found a canister of bear spray, like a big canister of bear spray this chick packed like a 20 ounce bear, like aerosol bear spray canister. And it's like, and cause she was being actually pretty rude to the people on the flight or like the, the baggage lady about like, Oh, you lost our bags. This and that, like talking about like, she wants money, this and that, this chick packed a 20, a huge can of aerosol bear spray in her bag that she, of course, they're going to flag that. Like, how dumb can you be? It's listed all over every single thing. Like, this is what you can and can't have in your checked bag of, 
you know, a fucking 20 ounce, a, a Coke size bottle of bear spray is not going to fly. So I was just cracking up at the fact that people, how dumb people are in general. Like you still pack shit that, you know, you flat out cannot pack and then they get upset at the airline. So, um, the airline has to deal with a lot of stupid people, but I think it's the airline is just as much at fault in so many different situations. So, uh, I have lost my golf clubs before, not quite as important as some other uh, people losing their golf clubs that actually need to use them. And actually, we didn't even end up golfing on that trip because it was so smoky up in northern Idaho during those fires um, in the summer where the smoke was so thick that we couldn't even see like 100 yards in front of us. So I didn't even end up golfing that trip anyways. Um, but we just got drunk at a bunch of different bars and rode jet skis around and it was, it was still a blast, but I didn't even end up needing my golf clubs. So, uh, but yes, that is, I think that's the only time I've ever gotten my golf clubs lost. Uh, luckily enough, cause I feel like I've traveled quite a bit with them. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely putting an air tag or a tile in my golf bag from now on. Like I'm not going to. Yeah, not gonna mess with I did that not anymore. Even, I did not even think about that until last time I was coming back from I think South Carolina, and my bag was. I stood it. I stood there waiting for my golf bag for almost two hours, and there was one other dude standing there next to me, and I'm like, uh, I think he was waiting on golf clubs too, and he goes, "Well, I checked my air tag, and it says they're here in Denver." I'm like, "Oh shit, that is so smart! Like to put an air tag so you know the location." So the airline can't be like, well, they're, you know, they're fucking up in the air. You know, we don't know where they are. You know where they are at all times. Like you're not relying on the the airline to tell you where they are. So that is definitely a, a great investment going forward for your golf clubs. Yeah. And apparently I did not know this, but there's a room or like a warehouse at DIA and probably every airport with just a bunch of people's bags that have just been lost or not picked up. And uh, Kylie's mom lost her bag coming back from Italy and still doesn't have it, never got her stuff back. But apparently they won't, unless you have like some sort of proof that your bag is in there, they won't let you in that warehouse as like a non-employee. Really? So unless you have an air tag or a tile or something of that nature, I'm pretty positive that they won't let you in there to even look, which I don't know if I'd want to do that. I mean, it would just be <clears throat> a rabbit hole. Yeah. You're really looking for something and you think you see it. You think you see it. You get excited. Like I, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to straight stick an air tag in my golf bag from now on and hopefully <clears throat> don't have to deal with it. Not getting there. But uh, yeah, the whole bag scenario when we fly next week, how, how it's been um, I'm going to do everything in my pot, in my, in my uh, realm to be able to just keep that shit on lock. Cause <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. I don't oh, want to deal with lost luggage and uh, it is funny. So I want to get your opinion on something that's been more popular now with social media and kind of relating to all this is if you were famous, would you tweet and at an airline if they lost your bag or did something shitty to you? Like a lot of people do nowadays. Um, I think that's like the most like first world problem ever. Uh, and just to, I think it's just like very, and coming from me, this is rich but it's very like arrogant to like think that they give a shit what happens to you versus the thousands and thousands of other people that fly with them every day that have problems. Um, I, I mean, I don't, unless it was like 
completely just outrageous, I don't think I would say anything. I'm pretty good at just taking shit on the chin and being like, chalk it up to like, yep, well, airlines fuck up. You know, this is just kind of luck of the draw. It's, it's, you can't expect everything to go right. So I think it is a little sad that people think that they matter more than other people. Um, and that just kind of goes to show you like the fame. And I, I know Big Cat from Barstool does it more as a joke, as like a, a a funny thing as a bit. But there is some people that legit like expect their shit to be fixed because they're famous or have pull on social media. It's like, no, that's not how it works. You know, thousands of other people's people's bags got lost, too. You don't see them, you know, having a heyday online with the airlines. So. I think it is a little ridiculous. I don't know what your opinion is on it, but I think it's just like a little bit of like overstepping. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's like a I'm better than other people move, but I think it actually yeah. works from a standpoint of that is putting it in front of more eyes. And like if Southwest Air knows 40,000, I mean, granted, they're going to, things are going viral from this last debacle everywhere. But in a specific sense, if you have 100,000 followers on Twitter and you tweet that, then they know, like, oh, this is like seen by a lot of people. We can't really hide this. It's kind of a fucked up thing in life. But if you do something wrong and you can hide it, sometimes people won't care to fix it. But if you know you can't really hide it or you know there's going to be a lot of backlash on it, Unless you're Skip Bayless, not a lot of people like backlash and and relish in the shit like that. So overall, it is, uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those moves where I think they just do it because it probably works, you know. And if you if you're worried about your own bag, then that's probably going to be something that's going to work out for you, unfortunately. And so they keep doing it. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, if it gets shit done, then sure. But I feel like people just do it to to air their grievances and to get people on their side. And it's like, yeah, whatever, you know, it happens to everybody. Exactly. So we are going to be traveling uh, down to Scottsdale area and the next couple uh, next week we'll be there. Um, make sure if you are down in the Phoenix area, listening to this, check out our PHNX tea party. T-E-E, of course. Nice little play on words there. Uh, we're going to be at the Dobson Ranch Driving Range next Friday night from 5 to 10. A little Phoenix Suns watch party. We're going to do some contests, some games with all the top tracer technology. Also be doing, there's going to be Four Peaks Brewing going to be out there. There's going to be a ton of different uh, awesome sponsors out in the Phoenix area. So make sure you're checking that out if you're down there. I'm excited to go down there. Um, and did you know that... One of our favorite companies is building for the Waste Management Open. I don't know if it's actually going to be open or not, but they're building a DraftKings legitimate like lounge. And DraftKings yep. is where we do all of our sports betting. Um, nothing more thrilling than college football and bowl season. It's almost over, but the most important game of bowl season is coming up next week. The national championship game. And I'm going to be betting on the national championship game with none other than the DraftKings Sportsbook. Let me log in right now uh, and get off of my NBA parlays that I am so addicted to and see. Well, so give me a line. Give me give me a winner real quick. Who you got? Uh, I think so. Right now, the line is TCU plus 12 and a half over under 62. Holy shit. 12 and a half. I think the over is the play. Uh, I know that's just like a life's too short to bet the under type of scenario, but <laughs> with, with how those two games went last Saturday, 
I, I do think if I was if I do end up betting on this game, TCU plus 12 and a half will be my play for sure. Um, I know Georgia's really good and Georgia's gonna win the game most likely. Uh I, I think in probably about 95 of 100 scenarios, Georgia wins the game. But TCU, nobody thought they could beat Michigan, and they did. Exactly. And they scored a shitload of points. So I would be taking TCU plus 12 and a half and probably the over. So underdog in the over seems to be my play. But you can get in on the action and place a $5 pregame money line bet on the national championship and you get $150 in free bets if they do. So you can go in, place a $5 bet on Georgia, minus 435, most likely going to hit, and you get $150 in free bets if that game hits. You can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with the same game parlays from DraftKings. I started my 2023 off on a heater with a little Nuggets same game parlay, hit all five legs, took me till the last uh, like four minutes of the game when Aaron Gordon dunked it, ended up hitting my fifth leg and winning me some money. And, and the Celtics lost to the Nuggets, so it was even better. But you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR and all new customers place a $5 pregame money line bet on college football team to win. And they get $150 in free bets if they do. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See the show notes for details. Another great thing that we're going to be using here in the next couple of months, uh, we do have a lot of tickets already, but we love to get the game time app going and find tickets for the Avs, the Nuggets, uh, whatever city you're in. There's not only sporting events available, there's also concerts, shows, whole bunch of things on game time. Right now, I know there's a a big Nuggets game coming up uh, this Friday, or excuse me, this Thursday and Friday. They play two two solid teams back-to-back in the Cleveland Cavaliers Friday night and the Los Angeles Clippers on Thursday night. By the way, did you know the Los Angeles Clippers are still like way more of a favorite to win the NBA title than we are, than the Nuggets are? Oh my God, that's disgusting. They're like plus 750 and we're like plus 1200. So I've been hammering plus 1200 a few times, you know, just, just to, just to keep myself a little, a little entertained with some nuggets uh, season long bets, because there's nothing better than that hitting when it, when it ends up, you know, you end up hitting it and you're like, Oh my God, this is incredible. But I can get myself, it's different. I can get myself into, uh, Oh man. I can get myself into Ball here? Arena tomorrow for Nuggets Clippers 8 p.m. for 12 bucks. Get out. And yeah, no way. And I can use a little flash deal to sit in 128 for $86. So 128, uh, you can get into the Nuggets game tomorrow, Thursday against the Clippers for 86 bucks to sit down low, kind of center court. Or $12 to just get yourself into the game. So make sure you're checking out the Game Time app. If you use the link in our description, it shows Game Time that we brought you there. So if you don't already have the Game Time app, or even if you do, that'll take that link will take you straight to the app where you can get tickets for the best tickets at the lowest prices for games, concert shows, all that stuff. So make sure you're checking out the Game Time app. We are heading down to the waste management. I'm already pretty excited for it. It's uh, one of our I'm, most fun I'm weeks of the stoked. year. Yeah, it's, it's and, always such a fucking blast. And Mitch, you were saying that there's, so kind of get into, we, we talk about it a lot on this show, just in general with the Monday qualifiers and the crazy stuff that's happening, but get into a little bit of the details of like what 
it looks like to Monday qualify for the waste management. It seems to be one of the like bigger, I don't know if it's just guys want to play. Like a lot of guys are in Phoenix already and there's not that many actual tournaments in Phoenix. So I think maybe that's part of it, but talk a little bit about what that looks like. Yeah. So I think, um, I mean, people are saying that Monday qualifying for the waste management this year is going to be probably the most competitive Monday qualifier ever of any golf tournament. Uh, and basically what a Monday qualifier is for those of you who don't know, uh, they, you, you can play your way into an event if you play very, very well, uh, basically that week. So most PGA tour events like, uh, corn Ferry tour events, they have Monday qualifiers where if you just play well, that one round, you know, you got to play really well. You probably got to shoot 66 or less. Um, so you have to play very well. There's no fucking even par or this and that. But uh, with PJ Tour events, there is pre-qualifiers to get into the Monday qualifier. So what that usually looks like is there's a couple of days because there is guys that there's a certain status on the PJ Tour that if you don't have full status, if you're not in an event, you get preferential into that Monday to qualify. So Monday qualifiers do have already exempt which is kind of stupid. Like Monday qualifiers have exempt players into the Monday, but you think if they're exempt into the Monday, then why aren't they just exempt into the event? But it's the way all the tiers work with the PJ tour. Um, so there's actually eight Monday qualifier, eight pre Monday qualifiers uh, for the actual Monday qualifier, which is the Monday of the tournament, but they have, they have opened up 78 spots to eight different events um, so let's do some quick math. I can almost do that in my head. Is that 624? Uh, that is 624. I am a math whiz. I'm a genius. I just did that in my head. Impressive. Uh, I had to get my calculator but, out, but anywho, I did, I did it faster in my head than I could type it in on the calculator. Um, so anywho, 624 players are going to be fighting for probably, I bet there's going to be three to four spots per uh, pre-qualifier just to get into the Monday. So that's another 25 players in the Monday qualifier. But then in order to get through the Monday into the event, you have to finish in probably uh, there's anywhere from three spots to six spots, depending on the size. I bet they'll take a few more from this Monday just because it's so massive, but they're saying it is going to be the most competitive Monday in probably history of golf due to a few different circumstances. The fact that Scottsdale and Phoenix area in the winter time is just like a hotbed for tour guys. Um, and even many tour guys, like I went down there quite a few winters and played in some stuff, not quite as much as I would have liked, but um, that is a place it's either there or Florida. And I think there's even more people going to Scottsdale in the Arizona area now than there was 10 years ago. Like it has just become an absolute hotbed for mini tour players. And also the other circumstances, the waste management is one of the, I, I would almost look at it as a top tier non-major. You know what I mean? Like you have the players, you have uh, a few other like events in my mind that kind of stand out above um, the rest of the PJ tour schedule. And I think the waste management is right up there. So it, it is one of the most well-known tournaments in golf in general. It's a uh, massive event. And then you have 
all these people down there for the winter. And I want to say I looked at the uh, spots filled for the Monday qualify or the pre-Monday qualifying, and they probably have about 500 of uh, maybe a little less than 500 of the 624 potential spots filled. So it's just absolute bananas how many players are going to be down there trying to get into this event. And I'm actually going to be really interested in kind of follow the Monday qualifier to see who gets in because that in and of itself is an accomplishment just to get into the event and play in it. So um, there's, and especially, I mean, we, I don't know if we touched on this, but the fact the Super Bowl this year is the same week as the Monday qualifier or the, the same week as the waste management makes everything down there that much more polarizing. Like the whole sports world is going to be looking at the Phoenix area for that week of, uh, February. So it, it's just going to be absolutely bananas that entire week, which kind of brings up our next topic that I wanted to touch on is it's been floating around on Twitter, um, hotel prices that week due to the Super Bowl slash waste management and tea times. Um, so Spencer, I want you to take a gander. And I looked at tea times. Um, I mean, they're not crazy inflated, uh, probably 30 to 40% inflated from uh, say like next week, I was looking at some tea times for us down there to potentially play uh, compared to weekend of the Super Bowl. But here's a good benchmark because we did play nine holes at Wasendis last year out in Mesa. Um, so Wasendis, pretty good track. I mean, great views out in Mesa. It's a little bit outside of town. What do you think they're charging the week of the Super Bowl for a tea time? For 18 holes of the cart for weekday? like a prime time. Yeah, weekday. I was looking at like the Tuesday beforehand because that's when everybody's going to be, you know, playing golf. They're going to come in the week before, the earlier that week because um, then there's stuff to do Thursday through Sunday. So I looked at the Tuesday, the week, the week of the Super Bowl and waste management. What do you think Wasendis is charging for like a between a prime time, like between 10 a.m. and noon tea time? Let's go $190. Buddy, you got to go way up. 350 349 per person to play Los Sendis. Oh my like, God. Is that Slap not my obscene? ass and call me Sally, dude? What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, it is. Uh, and I, I'm all for golf courses, like getting theirs. And there's going to be, you know, th- that's the other thing with the Super Bowl, too, is there's so many corporations. Like it feels like everybody, no, there, there's a very small, area of people that are actually paying their own way to get to the Super Bowl. A lot of it is bought out by big corporate companies that write the whole thing off. They send clients, they send employees, you know, so this is probably for a lot of people, a a work quote unquote work week. Um, So they're getting it paid for by their company. And I mean, it doesn't make it any better, but these golf courses, so true North, I was just looking at like some popular um, spots that would kind of be recognizable by name. Um, I, uh, I looked at true North that week. Give me a a guess as to, to what that is. 540. Did you look that up? No, that's okay. It's 519 to play true North that week on a Tuesday. I just can't fathom that. Sounds like we're not golfing that week. (laughs) Maybe hit a recurring guest e-haul. Yeah, get on a little well, Phoenix that, Country Club again. I think we'll be able to figure out one way or the other to play a round of golf that week. But isn't that absolutely obscene? 
Um, I've got one other one, the boulders, uh, the boulders is a pretty popular spot, like up in North Scottsdale. Um, if you think you've seen, I bet you everyone's seen their logo at some point or another on their hats, like three little rocks, if I remember correctly, like in a triangular formation. Um, but, oh, well also talking stick I looked at, but the boulders is 384 that Tuesday for a primetime tea time. And anywhere on talking sticks going to be a very, very popping spot that week with the golf, with the casino, with top golf right there. Um, what do you think talking stick is charging? Talking stick resort. Oh, I'm going to go for uh, three fifty. Three fifty. Finally, you're dead, dead on three fifty per person. Um, so it's just obscene. Like what give me your top dollar on what you would and we're we we're a little bit jaded because we've played a lot of free golf over the years. So like paying for a round of golf, it's hits a little bit different for us to the point where we feel like and I've truth be told, I've never paid probably more than um 80 bucks for a round of golf. Uh so what what is your threshold on like something like that? I think my threshold is probably two bills. Two two hundred or two twenty-five is like the most I would spend. Didn't you spend that on play? Like, didn't you guys play Wikipa last winter? Uh, no, was that we last winter or two? Quintero was Quintero. about 225 mid January. No okay, Super Bowl, so. just regular, kind of regular price. Um, but yeah, yeah 225 that, that, is kind of my threshold. Like it's you know, when you're married, it's it turns into me. turns into 450, but <laughs> uh and then it quickly turns into 600 or 800. Um and I do take that back. I mean, we we got a pretty good deal out of Kiowa. Um, the few times I've been out there, we never have paid full price. But still, we are, we always end up spending five or six hundred dollars in the pro shop just grabbing you know anything we can get our hands on. Um, so it's it's overall, I, I, I'm all for golf courses getting theirs. But that's just obscene to me. And and so another thing was uh, that I wanted to touch on, too, was the hotels down there the week of the Super Bowl. So uh, there's a spot in Scottsdale called the Best Western Plus Sundial. Um, I think that's a pretty nice spot. Uh, it, I mean, it doesn't look like anything special, but just give me a gander as to what that – take a guess as to what that costs per night. Um, week of the Super Bowl, I'm gonna say three ninety nine. Whoa, buddy, go way up. Uh, Six fifty. Uh, let's try a thousand and forty eight dollars a night to stay at a Best Western Plus. The oh week of the my Super Bowl. God. Yeah, and so think, and I mean, think about this too. It's it, it's kind of peanuts compared to how many people are going to be down there for the waste management and the Super Bowl but there's 600 more guys that are going down there to Monday qualify for, or to get into the pre-qualifier to try to Monday qualify. So there's 600 more people looking for a hotel. Um, So comfort in Fountain Hill, Scottsdale looks like a little bit of a, I mean, it's, it's a comfort in, you know, let's, let's just put it that way throw a number at me at what you think that's costing a night. Comfort in Scottsdale. Ooh, let's go seven. 720. So that's pretty high. It was four, 478 for the comfort in, but it is also in Fountain Hills, which I think is a little bit outside of like the general, like 
battery of Scottsdale. It's not anywhere near Old Town. It's uh, a little bit of a ways out. Um, and I'll just throw one more at you. Uh, the Comfort Suites, uh, Scottsdale at Talking Stick in the Entertainment District, but it's a comfort, like, pretty run-of-the-mill hotel. Um, that's going for six thirty-two a night. So you are going to pay top, absolute top dollar prices for anything the week of the waste management. And I, I don't think like a lot of people don't even look into it, but I just wanted to throw some numbers out there because it's absolutely obscene. Yeah. I think if I lived down there that month, I would just go stay at a buddy's house and I'd say we can split the profits and I'd rent my house out for a week. Because oh, you I, could gain on an actual, like if you had like a three bedroom house, you could pay your mortgage probably for three months in one week rental. Oh, absolutely. I actually knew a guy who lived, um, had a house in Lambo, uh, in Lambo, um, in Green Bay. And he would Airbnb his house out that he actually lived in. He would Airbnb out it out for home games for the two or three nights beforehand. And he would probably, um, he'd probably make three or four months of mortgage payments in the eight home weeks that they had games. So it just goes to show you like it, it is obscene if you get a hot spot. And actually, I don't know if we talked about this, but I saw a thing where Scottsdale, there's so many people buying real estate in Scottsdale and turning them into Airbnbs. They've had to change the laws in the last three months um, around Airbnbs. Like you have to go knock on your neighbor's doors tell them this place is an Airbnb. They're putting like super restrictive. Like uh, if you say you have four people, you can only have four people. Um, They've completely had to change the laws because Scottsdale is quickly now turning into just an investment town. Like there's not going to be anybody that actually owns a place in Scottsdale. It's all going to be investment properties. So uh, and a lot of people, honestly, they were saying that people were buying places down there just to get in on Super Bowl week. Um, cause if you're, you know, if you have a three bedroom house, you probably charge 1500, two grand a night times that times five or six nights, you're looking at over 10 K right there back. You know what I mean? Um, so it, the, the money flying around Scottsdale for this waste management slash Super Bowl week is just absolutely obscene to me. Yeah. When I can only imagine the idea of buying a house just for a week. And I, I'm actually like kind of scared for what waste management's going to be like, because it was a riot in a zoo last year. And this year it's going to have the super bowl in the same city. Like, I don't know what yes. we're going to like. We're going to have to make, we're going to be eating at McDonald's all week. We're not going to be able to get a dinner reservation anywhere. Like we are like, that's crazy. And so this is how crazy it is. Mitchell and I last year rented a Ford Fiesta sick during the waste management. It was, <laughs> one of the funner stories of my life, but this year I am taking my life in my own hands and my sanity and taking a 12 hour drive down to Phoenix with Mitchell in our truck. So we'll see how that goes. Um, we'll, we'll update when we get down there mid February, what that looks like and what, how that Good was. God. But, we may have to stay uh, gonna... at the, uh, we may have to stay one night at, in New Mexico and go play some craps at Sandia. That uh, doesn't sound like a bad, bad deal. Yeah, I would cut cut off a night, you know, make it a two-day or take our time. I'm sure your wife will love that, you know, just an extra day away from helping around the house. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to we'll have to discuss that one. <laughs> <laughs> That'll have to be approved by the board. 
uh, approved AKA by the board of directors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get out of here, uh, now that it's 2023, we're going to get back on our betting game. Of course, we only use the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, so log into the DraftKings Sportsbook. If you haven't already, use that promo code DNVR, place that college football bet that we talked about on Georgia Moneyline. Get yourself $150 in free bets. And free bets are the most fun because you want to take a shot with free bets. Like if you get a bet that you can't lose, or you can't lose your actual money on, you want to take the big shots. And that's what we give you. We give you big shots. So I I do mine a little differently than Mitchell, and we, we get the whole realm covered. So we both pick a winner of the tournament. We both pick a top 10. So these are usually in the, depending upon, we don't usually take favorites, so it's around the plus 200 to plus 400, 700 range, whatever. Uh, and then we Mitchell takes a long shot to win the tournament because he's, he's all dialed with the... Uh, the DP world tour guys and guys no one knows about. And then I, I just take a top 20 about even money. So generally Mitchell is going to have a higher risk, higher reward on his overall card. Uh, mine will be less, less risk, less reward, but hopefully if you take all six of them or pick ones that you like, uh, usually we we've been pretty good about hitting at least the top. One of us hits a top 10 or I hit my top 20 or we've hit, I think we hit three to four winners last year. So uh, Mitchell, why don't you, you want to start us off? Yeah, do you care what order I go in? Should I go winner, top 10, long shot? No, you just fire away. Just give it to me. Okay, so my winner this week, um, this place they play at, Waikiki. <laughs> it's not actually Waikiki. It's uh, what it, I, I sound like the Kapalua Plantation course, sorry. Um, it has traditionally always been a, excuse me, a bomber's golf course. Um, John Rahm is plus 650. I don't, I, I, I'm not a big fan of just betting the favorite because it's so rare that it hits. Um, but you look down, down the leaderboard a bit or down the odds board. Um, and there is some bombers out there to be, uh, to be bombing away at a little better odds than plus 650. So I am, I'm going to take Tony Finau plus 1400 and he has hurt me. Uh, these last few months or not the last few months, I always seem to bet on him the week before he wins. So uh, I'll keep that in my back pocket. It's just a bet. I got to commit to um, Tony Finau plus 1400 to win it. Um, and mind you, this is only a field of what 40 some guys. So it's definitely uh, the odds aren't going to be as good because there's less players in the field um, for my top 10. I really like, uh, the young star Tom Kim, Thomas the Tank Engine. He is plus 190 to top 10. Um, and he just had such a fantastic end of the year last year. He's just uh, on the up and up on the rise. Uh, he is plus 190 to top 10. And I think he's going to start the year off on a, a good note. And then looking at one other guy way down the list, uh, list, <laughs> um, Luke List. Ah, is my good one yeah thank you good dad joke um luke list is going to be my long shot at plus eighteen thousand. he is one of the longest hitters on tour uh and like i said kapalua definitely favors length so uh i i think luke list is a good value plus eighteen thousand. you know that's 10 bucks to, risking 10 to win what uh 1800 like it'd be 180 i believe that, no, because that's a thousand. Oh yeah, so it'd be a thousand eighteen hundred. Yeah, so I'm risking yeah, 10, I'm risking a unit on the list. 
I like that. I, I don't think, I don't think it can hurt. You know what I mean? And traditionally there has been a lot of um, bigger names when this event, there's usually not a guy that'll come out of nowhere and win this one, but overall, I think he he's got a pretty good shot at, at plus 18,000. I, I think you gotta, you gotta throw a little scroll on him. Yeah. So I'm going to go with a guy that is barely in the century tournament champions to win it. I, I, I've kind of been back and forth on a few players. Um, I'm going to go with Cam Young, plus 2,000 to win the tournament. Uh, I dude, like that. Get his, get his W out very, of the way. Yeah, very close to winning a lot last year. Uh, played really well towards the end of the year and got himself into this championship. So I'm going to take him to top 10, or excuse me, him to win. <clears throat> and then I'm going to go to my well here, and I'm going to ride this guy for a while. I think Call this year until... No, no, it's actually oh, okay. the the impertinent pick of Sun J M. I don't think impertinent's a word, but I was trying to think of an M pun. Uh Sun J M to top 10 is plus 130. So make sure you're getting in on that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And then if we go over here, we click top 20. Um John Rom minus 700. Great. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna take that. Um, we are going to go top 20 i am going to go with a little sep straka plus 150 to top 20 okay so we've got just to re- record everyone's picks here we've got mitchell's got tony finau plus 1400 to win it tom kim plus 190 to top 10 and luke list plus 18000 as the long shot and I have got Sepp Straka to finish in the top 20 at plus 150. I've got Sun JM to top 10 at plus 130. And I have got Cameron Young to win at plus 2,000. Dude, it's so good. Golf is back. I love the tournament champions. I cannot wait to yeah. just watch it because golf is like that. Like Saturday, Sunday, like especially after July when I have a kid, I'm going to be wanting to watch a lot of sports and I can only watch so much baseball, but golf, I'll just be so deep into it. Exactly. You're going to be more locked in than you ever have. You're going to be we're watching the replays when you're up in the middle of the night on the couch. Um, it's yeah, you're going to be locked. You're going to be dying. I'm going to be, I'm going to be catching every swing of the open championship because I'll be up all night. I'll be like, yeah, I'll take oh, this genius. Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like a, that's big brain energy there, chief. I know I big brain energy on big drive energy. Speaking of big drive <laughs> energy, thank you for tuning in again this week. Uh, we got a pretty big guest uh, lined up for next week. Right now we're in a little, little bit of a, um, just some talks to figure out when exactly this is going to release. I'm not going to say the guest name. I'm going to keep you guys guessing, guessing guest, um, but pretty big, uh, pretty big, name for us being Colorado kids, us being fans of Colorado sports teams, uh, just an all around awesome guy in general, just to even hang out with and might even get to play golf with him next week too. So stay tuned for that coming out next week. We appreciate you guys all listening to the big drive energy podcast. Follow us on Twitter at big drive Spence and at big drive, Mitch big drive energy on Twitter and big drive energy pod on the Instagram. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the century tournament of champions and we will catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace.